take these diet pills, use this wrap, chug this magic shake, cook yourself boring separate meals from your family, do more cardio, eat less, cut out every food that you love. You just need more willpower and motivation. Misery is necessary. These are the messages that traditional dieting tell us. But the truth is, losing weight and getting fit doesn't have to be so damn hard, time-consuming, or draining. Seven years ago, I said, screw this, and I decided to go on a journey to find a better way. Now I'm in the best shape of my life after two kids, and I look and feel better in my 30s than I did in my 20s, and I have also helped save other moms from these old-school methods of weight loss and fitness. My mission is to help you break up with traditional dieting and fitness nonsense, to create a happy and sustainable healthy lifestyle, to strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself, to help you unleash your inner and outer strong mom. So throw out everything that you thought you knew about fitness and nutrition and come with an open mind. I'm Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach for moms, and this is the Mom is the New Strong Show. Hey there, you strong moms. Welcome to the very first episode of the Mama's New Strong Show. I am so excited. This has been on my bucket list for a long time. I have been a big advocate or just lover in general podcast. And so it's always, this is like my dream coming true. Like I've, I've wanted to do this for a long time. And so this is very special to me and I'm super excited for you to join me on this new journey. Um, so I wanted to kick off this, uh, podcast show with, um, something that I think is going to be very beneficial considering it is, um, it's the new year's, right? Everybody and probably including you, that's why you're here, right? You're trying to do a New Year's resolution where you want to lose weight, you want to get fit, you want to lose fat, you want to gain, you want to get toned. Um, you really want to create a healthy lifestyle and you want 2019 to be it. And we all know that nutrition is totally is totally important, right? It is a big game changer when it comes to transforming your body, transforming your health, your life. It's something that you just can't go overlooked, right? And we all, we all know this. So I really wanted to talk to you today about what is the perfect diet? Like, what does that mean? And, you know, it's really, it's, this is really important. Because there are diets being thrown from you from left to right. I know you try different things. You know, you got your keto, you got vegan, you got paleo, you got Whole30. You, there's like even ones that I have no idea about, right? Um, so let's talk about that because this is actually what I'm going to help you do today is I'm going to help you to take a step back and really think about what this means to you. Like what is the perfect diet for you? And you know, maybe it might be one of those diets. I don't know. This is why it's so tricky because we're not robots. There's not a one size fits all approach when it comes to this, but there are definitely some things to take into consideration. So that way you can pick the best one for you. The one that's going to be the most sustainable the one that you can upkeep because you cannot keep results unless you find a sustainable way to keep, you know, to keep this progress, right? Like you got to keep doing what you do, like whatever results you get, however you get those, you just got, you got to upkeep that to keep those results is what I'm saying. So it's really important that whatever you pick to start getting progress is what you can continue doing. And I'm going to help you today to figure out how do you 
find that? Like, how do you find that in a diet? And like I said, it's tricky because we're not robots. We're all different. And so before, I know, I know you want to get into what is the perfect diet? Tell me, tell me, Jessica, tell me right now. Um, But let me go backtrack and let me kind of give you a little bit of my background and, you know, show you that I've been there. I've been through this. It's it's not easy and it's okay. And, you know, I'm not there anymore, but I want you to see that you can do this, right? Like if I can do it, why can't you do it? I'm not any more special than you are. And so I'm somebody that I've struggled a long time with, um, with the whole nutrition part. You know, it's just been in this past seven years that I've kind of really got my shit together per se, right? And, and, um, probably the last two or three years that I've really started tweaking that. So like I said, this has been a journey for me. And this started years ago, actually, and I'm not going to take you through every minute detail, because that's not, you know, not here or there, maybe for a different day. But when I first started this journey, it was actually back when I was 14, 14, 15. I was a freshman in high school. And this is when my eating disorder started. I've struggled with anorexia and bulimia for, gosh, all through my teenage years into my early adulthood. And it was like my only way of dealing, um, like my go-to basically for controlling my weight. And so this all started when I was a freshman and I got my first boyfriend and his mom cooked amazing Mexican food. And if you know me, I freaking love Mexican food. Like it, it just, it's, if I can't have Mexican food, I just don't want to live. <laughs> like it's amazing. So anyways, she cooked really good Mexican food. I gained about 20 pounds in a matter of months. And then somebody at school t- asked me if I was pregnant. They told me there's a rumor going around. I heard you're pregnant. And I was like, wow, did I gain that much weight that I look pregnant? And it really, it devastated me. And at that point, I had no idea how to lose weight, how to get fit. You know, I grew up, I grew up in a small town, 30 minutes from the border. My mom like cooked Southern food, like vegetables to me were corn, potatoes, green beans. And that was about it growing up. And I never played sports. I wasn't athletic growing up. So I had, I literally had no idea how to lose this weight. And so I thought, okay, well, the, I just knew like, okay, like eat less and you're going to lose weight. And so one thing kind of turned into another and, and then it just turned into this control issue because at the that time I was also struggling with, uh, depression. That was kind of like the onset start of my depression. And so I just latched onto these eating disorders as a, as, as a control. Like it was something I could actually control, even though I felt so out of control amongst everything else. And so that was another thing that I used my eating disorders for was, is, is just to have felt like I have control. And it, but like I said, it was also my fallback on losing weight. And of course, I, I lost a lot of pounds. At my lowest point, I was 90 pounds. And at that point, um, my uh, that, that boyfriend at the time told my parents and they got involved and I got help, but I never fully recovered. I kind of did it on the side here and there. It just wasn't as intense as at that moment in, in, in time. So anyways, you know, I know what it's like to feel lost. And a lot of us resort to severely restricting our calories and things like that. And, you know, at that point in time, I thought that was the perfect diet for me. And then later on in life, um, in my mid-20s is when I decided to turn my health around. I had a lot of hormonal issues. Of course, I was still struggling here and there with the eating disorders, with the depression, um, with some little minor 
um, health issues and things like that as well. So I reached out to a naturopathic doctor and she taught me about the paleo diet and about clean eating and about what was in my food. And it was so interesting and fascinating for me, for me. And I just like, I latched onto it, but you know, I, I left behind the anorexia and bulimia and I picked up a new eating disorder, which was this disorder of like perfect eating. Like I had to have the perfect food. Um, I would travel two hours away to go to a Whole Foods just to get all organic, you know, pure food. I would avoid uh, social situations because there wasn't good food options. I had food anxiety all the time about eating the perfect thing because I thought, oh my gosh, I've got this far in my health, you know, this has helped me. Like, I'm going to eat this and I'm going to ruin my life, like, ruin my health. At the, and also, on a side note, I have a little bit of a I've gotten better over it, but a phobia about uh, getting cancer. My, both of my grandparents, I watched them die from cancer, uh, like disintegrate basically. And so that kind of left an image in my mind and that's something that I never want to go through. And so that kind of fed into that whole perfect diet too. And so somebody looking out and like actually looking at the foods I was eating would to, was would to think like, this is the perfect diet. Like she's eating amazing. But if you were to really get like understand what was going on it wasn't it was actually doing more harm than good for my mental health and that's not a perfect diet you know uh, all overall health involves everything not just what you're putting in it's it you know not just the food and all that but it's like how is this affecting you mentally and so that's what we're going to talk about today as well and then really look at this in a very holistic roundabout way of like what is the perfect diet for you what does that mean how do I know when I have that so I'm really Really excited to share this with you. It's going. We're going to go over five different key takeaways on um, the perfect diet. And like I said, before we we even get started, I want you to come with in with an open mind, right? Like the intro of the podcast says that, like come in with an open mind. And the reason is, is because. I really want to shed light onto these things that we have been led to believe by the weight loss industry, things that I like to um, call as like fitness and like nutrition, weight loss, all that folklore, because that's really what it is. It just seems like this, these things have been passed down from person to person. They really don't understand where it comes from. It's really not backed up by science. And sometimes, you know, it's just backed up by old science. There's new science to, to show otherwise. And so that's what I want to share with you. So really, you know, think about what or actually don't think about like whatever you thought you knew leave it at the door when you start this podcast I want you to come in with an open mind um so let's go ahead and get started because I know you're like okay Jessica like I want to hear this like what what is the perfect diet I want to know so let's get started number one is really simple and I feel like if whatever diet you're going to do it it doesn't meet this requirement that you don't even have to like this is like it like don't even go on to the next steps after this like this is like the end all be all if if it says no to it so it has to be sustainable whatever you do has to be sustainable because like I said a lot of people don't realize they go on these like really restrictive diets and then and guess what? They gain the weight back when they get off of them. And there, there's multiple reasons why diets don't work. But one of the reasons is, is because it wasn't a sustainable approach. If you can't see yourself doing this for a lifetime, then there's not even a point of you starting that diet, right? It's just, it's just a more hassle. Like you're, you're going to struggle, you know, later on trying to upkeep the results with this 
ridiculous diet or unsustainable um, meal plan or whatever you're on, it's not going to give you long-term results and I hope I really feel like these whole fad diets are starting to fade out and healthy lifestyle is is kind of starting to become uh, the thing with all good reason right because we want this we want to lose the weight and keep it off a lot of us don't have a weight loss problem per se we have a keep the weight off problem I see women they'll yo-yo back and forth they lose some weight they gain it back and they just go back and forth and they just feel defeated all the time whenever they gain it back but really there's nothing wrong with you there's nothing wrong with um, you at all really what's wrong is your approach and in finding one that makes it sustainable and I feel like this is even more important when you're a mom because we have to think about our children as well right we got to think about our family life. Like, does this, is this sustainable? Does it fit in with our family life? Um, is this something that you can see yourself doing every week and not driving yourself insane? Like one thing is I don't think mom should have to cook themselves separate meals. Um, that's one of my stipulations in my perfect diet. And I'll talk a little bit about that more later. Like what does a perfect diet look for me to kind of give you some ideas? But of course, this has to be for you, right? Like it has to be custom to you. And one of those things for me is like, I'm not going to cook my family separate meals. I'm just not going to do it. I don't think that's sustainable. I don't think it's practical. It's not realistic. And on top of that, I feel really strongly that we are here to set an example for our children. And what kind of example are you setting for them if you're cooking yourself separate meals that are healthy and giving them crap? You know, like you're saying like, okay, well, you know, this isn't good enough for you. Like, and I don't mean that. and, And I hope I didn't offend you in that sense. But really, like, what is what kind of statement are you sending your kids when you're cooking yourself and eating healthy and they're not? And I understand easier said than done. Um, And if you... If you are looking for something to help you listen through this whole podcast, because at the end and the outro, I'm going to give you a really good resource on how you can get started to help your, uh, to get your family healthy with you, even though, even if they're the pickiest of eaters. So stay tuned for that as well. So number one is really, it has to be sustainable. That's, that's the very first thing. If you can't even answer yes to that, then you don't even need to move on to the next steps when you're thinking about your perfect diet. All right. You need to start thinking about something else. So number two is it has to improve your health. I feel really strongly about this as well, because to me, we all, of course, we all want to look good. We want to lose fat. We want to, you know, look toned. But also we want to be healthy, you know, and a lot of us, maybe you're not thinking about it right now, but what you're doing now in your life is going to set you up for how you're going to live later in life, you know, for your health and all that. So you know, really whatever, whatever diet you start, it needs to, it needs to be improving your health. Now, this is also kind of tricky because this is where individuality comes into because we're all different. Some of us have food allergies, some of us food sensitivities, you know, what's healthy for or, or labeled healthy might not be healthy for everyone. For example, if you're lactose intolerant, Greek yogurt isn't going to be good for you, but it's a staple in my diet. And even though I'm part, partially lactose, I can still handle Greek yogurt. You know, I don't do milk, I do almond milk. So there's different things like you have to take into consideration that are going to be individual for you. And just because somebody says something is labeled per se healthy, if it doesn't agree with you, then don't even do it. So I'm going to give you a really good example of this. And this is something, you know, as I used to beat my head into a wall about because I didn't really understand. This is back when I didn't understand nutrition before my nutrition um Oh, my nutrition certification and all that is 
I don't know about you if you've ever had these, but those green juices, right? You can get them now even at convenience stores and they're like power green juices. And it's like, you know, you flip over the label and it tells you it has all these vegetables and fruit in it. And you're looking at this like, and it even says on the front, like no sugar added. You're like, how can this not be good for me? Like this has to be amazing. Look at all the fruit, look at all the vegetables that are in this. And I used to drink those thinking that, oh my gosh, these are so good for me. And I would feel good for about 15 minutes. And then 30 minutes later, I would crash like, hardcore sugar crash. And I'm very sensitive to sugar. It um, gives me headaches. It makes me brain foggy. And I have to be very careful with sugar. Now, me not knowing how to read food labels in the front, it says no sugar added. So I thought, oh my gosh, there's no sugar added. Well, when I learned how to read food labels, I turned it over and I'm like, oh my gosh, these things have more sugar in them than a freaking can of soda. And it's because of all the fruit juice in it, right? So it was really highly concentrated fruit juice in there. And that's what I was making me feel like crap. So this is where you got to use your common sense on how you feel after you drink something, even though it's labeled healthy, or you think in your head that that might, that that's really healthy. If you feel crappy after you eat it or drink it, then that's not part of your perfect diet. And you got to use common sense. And this is another reason why I'm really big about food journals, because you can make these notes, you can start becoming aware of your eating habits, and and all that kind of stuff, like as far as how foods affect you as well. So that was the second thing is it has to improve your health. Then number three is it has to complement your goals. Once again, are you seeing a trend here? It's like each one of these is very unique to you. This is why if so-and-so, you know, when your best friend, they're like, oh my gosh, I love this diet. This is the perfect diet, you know, and you get on it and it just doesn't work out. And then you feel bad. Like you should not feel bad because guess what? You are your own person. All of these are, you know, really taking into consideration you as a, as an individual in your lifestyle. So it needs needs to complement your goals. So what am I talking about? You know, let me give you an example for me. My goal is that I want to get stronger in the gym. I'm trying to lose some body fat right now. I want to get to around 20%. I gained about five pounds over the Christmas break because I was just enjoying myself. And that's, uh, you know, with my husband, he works in the oil field and he never really gets days off, and he had a week and a half, so we really enjoy, uh, or he had a week and a half off. I totally splurged, enjoyed myself the week before that. I went to go visit my family, so I just stopped. I didn't do my food diary. I just ate however the heck I wanted, and it was amazing, but I gained five pounds, so now it's back to, you know, getting back to my usual status. I'm, and, and it made me even more ready to get back on track. So that's one of my goals right now is, is dropping some body fat, um, keeping my strength in the gym or improving it and then gaining lean muscle. And that might not be your goal, right? So for me to tell you like, okay, eat this, this and that and that, like, or for you, like say, if you were to follow exactly how I ate, that's not going to be custom. It's not going to be for your goals. And, and um, so you need to take that into consideration, especially whenever we see these cookie cutter things and think like, okay, like I'm just going to eat exactly how she eats. And it's like, well, okay, that could maybe be a good starting point, but that's not customized for you. And it might not. And not, it might not support your goals. So really think about what are my goals here? What am I trying to do? Am I trying to lose weight? Am I trying to gain weight? Because I even have clients that are trying to just gain weight, right? You know, what is 
your goal? Is it just to be healthy? Is it to maintain what you're doing right now? Really think about that. So that was number three is it has to complement your goals. Number four is can can you still enjoy life? Like this is a big deal. Like some of us think that dieting has to be miserable. Like that's just a requirement. That weight loss has to be miserable. And it doesn't have to be like that. You know, when I was, let's see. Okay, let me backtrack. What was I trying to say? So Whenever I got pregnant, I have two kids. I have Kaysen, he's five now, and I have Millie, that's three. When I got pregnant, I always, I had this thing that I was always going to come back and look even better after my pregnancies than before my pregnancies. And let me tell you guys, guys, I'm not a freak of nature mom. Like I'm not one of those mom that walks out of the hospital and can wear her pre-pregnancy jeans right away. I, it takes me time. Like with Millie, it took me three months and that was uh, eating healthy and working out to fit back into my pre-pregnancy genes. So just to put it in perspective, I'm nothing special. Like my body reacts just like yours, yours does and it takes time. But with Millie, like I said, my goal was to come back even better. So my goal was to look even better than I did after Kaysen. And I did that. And to prove that to myself, one of my goals was that I wanted to have six-pack abs. So a year after Millie was born, I had six-pack abs for a while. And and, and that was amazing. And I, I really showed and proved to myself that I can do that. Now, during that whole year that it took me to progress from that after her her birth, did was I restrictive? No. I still went on on dinner dates. I still We still had you know um, barbecues at the house. I still had dessert. I still had Mexican food. Chinese food, you know, I just had it in moderation and I had a game plan on how I could make it fit into my diet to still reach my goals. So you don't have to give up all that stuff. And if you're doing some type of restrictive diet that it doesn't allow you to still enjoy life, that is not sustainable in itself, right? That is not a sustainable way of living. And, you know, if you can't go to take your kid to a birthday party and enjoy a cupcake if you wanted, or Go take your kids to go get ice cream in the park and celebrate something. If you can't do those little things, those things that might mean really a lot to you, that might be something that you and your family family does as like a traditional thing. If if a diet means giving some of that to give up all that stuff, then I don't think it's worth it. I don't think that's sustainable. And I don't think that's living a quality life in my opinion. And so you should really think about that. Like, does this diet still allow me to enjoy my life? And then on top of that, you don't want to set a bad example for your children in the sense that you're, especially if you have a daughter, right? Because I know for me, this is how I personally feel is I would never want my daughter to see me having this bad relationship with food or always turning down food or always restricting myself to not enjoy food and to give her this idea that to look a certain way, we have to starve ourselves or restrict ourselves severely or anything like that. I would never want to do that to my daughter and give her this complex around food very early on. So if you're always restricting yourself and you're never able to enjoy these situations or if your kids offer you a candy or cookie or whatever here and there and you're always saying no, they're they're going to pick up on that. They're, they're smarter than you think, right? Like they catch on to that kind of things. So once again, coming back around, like does this let you enjoy life? And if that answer is no, then I don't think it's for you. I definitely don't think it's the perfect diet for you at all. So the last one is it has to promote healthy mindset around food. And this one kind of kind of ties back into all these other ones, right? Because like I said in the uh, earlier in the show, 
Remember when I told you that I was eating, quote, air quote, like you can't see me doing, I'm like doing the little bunny ears right now, the perfect diet. If somebody was to have seen me eating that all organic, really clean diet, it looked like the perfect diet, right? On the outside, but on the inside, I was mentally a wreck. Like it gave me really bad in food anxiety. It, it didn't allow me to enjoy situa- uh, social situations. It was keeping me actually from social situations. Like that is not a healthy mindset around food. And if a diet does that to you, then you need to say bye. Like it is not for you. And life is too damn short, you know, for us not to enjoy life in general. And, you know, when we think about health, it includes everything, including our mental health. So it's so important as well to preserve that and really pick a diet that's going to help improve your health. Remember going back to number two, I said it has to improve your health and that includes your mindset too. So let's go ahead and recap these five things. So number one, it has to be sustainable, right? Let's let's think of, you know, let's think about these five. These are the five requirements for your perfect diet. Number one, it has to be sustainable. Number two, it has to improve your health. Number three, it has to complement your goals. Number four, can you still enjoy your life, right? Can you still enjoy life? And number five is it has to promote a healthy mindset around food. So there you go. That is the recipe for a perfect diet. Now, like I said, I will never tell you that you need to do this, this, that, like, you know, that, that everything, it, it basically, I'm not going to ever tell you that you have to do everything in a certain way and that there's no room for, for change or there's no room for adjustments or tweaking or this and that. Because like I said, we are not robots. We're all different and we have to take that in consideration. That's why a lot of these cookie cutter things just don't work for you. Coming back again to what I, what I had said earlier is there's nothing wrong with you. I'm always going to say it's your approach. It really is. And it's just not working for you. So you just got to find an approach that works. Um, And so also, like I said, let me share with you kind of an example of what my perfect diet is. And I'm not saying that this is what you have to follow. I'm just going to give you this as an example. I'm definitely an example type of girl. I feel like that helps and kind of sparks some ideas whenever we get examples. So for me, my perfect diet, like I said, there's one requirement. I mean, there's really one big thing that I do follow by is that I'm never going to cook myself separate meals from my family. My family is going to eat what I eat. Now, when it comes to meal prepping, that is not always the case. But dinners, I feel very strongly that my family is going to sit down together and we're going to have the same dinner. So that I follow very, very closely. Another thing is one part of my perfect diet it is kind of like a tool, tool, a tool that I use to help me is macro counting. I'm really big on macro counting because that is the only thing that I have found that still allows me to enjoy life. It really complements my goals. It, it, if I use it correctly, it can improve my health. Um, it's sustainable and it gives me a healthy mindset around food because it's not super restrictive. So it, it for me, it meets all those requirements and I've been doing it for years and I love it because like I said, it gives me that flexibility. And as somebody that has uh, has a hard time with, uh, that can be really compulsive around food, right? Like I used to struggle with eating disorders. And uh, one t- whenever I did go see a doctor for at one time, he said, I always had to, um, how can I put this? Like he always said that I was going to have to deal with it because it was just something like almost like it was part of my 
personality or something. The way that he put it is just something I'm always going to have to deal with. And that is why I don't know if I'd ever would compete in a fitness contest or something like that, that would be so restrictive or make me be so restrictive is because I would never want to jeopardize my health, my mental or physical health, um, or lose control over food like that again. So macro counting has really helped me to do that because it makes it helps me to eat in a balanced way. I know how many calories, how many proteins, carbs, fats, how much do I need in a day to help me to get to whatever goal that I'm working on. And it really puts things into perspective too. Like, oh, well, I just didn't eat enough of this. I need to eat more or you need to back off on that. Or it, it gives me something that I can manipulate so that if I want to go have a dinner date with my husband, I can do that completely guilt-free because I saved my fats and I saved my, a lot of my carbs for the day for that bigger meal in the evening. And it just works out really well and it's very helpful. Another thing that's part of my perfect diet is um, keeping a food journal because it allows me to see my eating patterns, my food patterns. It, it allows me to keep track, like I said, of the whole macro counting thing and to start to become really mindful of my food because I really believe like I can't change anything, um, any of my ha eating habits. If there's something that's just not working for me, I can't change that unless I'm aware of that. And so a food diary makes you very aware of that and it gives you a good starting point. So those are really big tools in my perfect diet now also my perfect diet i'm not going to get down to like exactly everything i eat but coming back around to it has to promote your health i over the years have um, really figured out like what are foods that make me feel good and that's part of my perfect diet too. If I don't feel good after I eat something, I'm not going to eat it or I'm going to limit it and not have it very often. And so like I said, sometimes those actually look like healthy things to other people. For example, I you know, I have some foods that I call kryptonite foods. Like one of those is trail mix. Like I can sit there and eat a whole damn bag of trail mix. Like pop them like candy. Like it's really easy for me to get to feel out of control around that food. So I just don't buy it. I don't have it in the house. And that's part of part of my perfect diet is knowing what are those kryptonite foods? What are those things that like I can just lose all self-control? Why am I going to put that, put myself in that situation? Why am I going to buy that, have that in the house and have to use all this muster up all this willpower when I should just not even have it around? Or if I do want to buy it, guess what? It's not that I never have it. Usually I'll have a trail mix. Like if I do have it, it'll be when we're on a road trip and you know, you go to a convenience store and they have like those little single serve packets of it. I've, I've never buy a big bag of it. And just that's just part of me knowing myself and how I react to it. So that's also, you know, the, all these little component things and are part of my perfect diet. And just, you know, as a reminder, guys, I've been doing this for years. Like, yeah, I've been doing macro counting for years. I've been tweaking my diet for years. This is not something that happens in a week or a month. Um, might even take like half a year or a year. But it's so worth it because guess what? Once you have this down, no more yo-yo dieting. No more trying the next fad diet. No more of those letdowns, right? Like how many times have you tried something and been let down by it because it didn't work? Because, you know, it wasn't the right approach for you. Like I said, it's not anything you did wrong. So I really hope that what you got from this episode, for one, since this is the first episode of the Mom is Strong, I really hope that this kind of gives you an idea of where I'm coming from and my outlook and my approaches to fitness and weight loss. And most importantly, I hope it gave you a new outlook. I hope it gave you 
this feeling of hope that there is something for you. You just haven't found it yet. And I'm here to shed light on that for you and help you find that for yourself. So thank you so much for joining me. And um, yeah, I'll leave you with that. This is a great first episode. I'm so excited to start this journey with you. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Mama's New Strong podcast. If you found this helpful or enjoyed the show, please leave me a review and tell me about it. I'd love to hear from you. Also, if you want to get started, go over to mamasthenewstrong.com forward slash free meal plan to download your one week meal plan that will help you kickstart fat loss and promote lean muscle, plus help you save five hours around meal planning all while eating healthy with your family. Until next time, go out there and be the strong mom that you are.